Today I want to welcome our confirmation students to this Mass. They're sitting in the front row here today to do the Rite of Enrollment, in which we have a little rite uh, that they go through to, and they sign their names in that book, saying to themselves that this, they, they are choosing this freely. And we, ha- we could not have a better gospel. We could not have a better gospel. Because you have these two images. You have the younger son and the older son. You are going to make a choice, students. All of you have to make a choice. <clears throat> Who are you going to be like? The younger son or the older son? And you know what your choice should be? Neither. I don't want to be like either of them. Because both of them miss the point. You got the one on this side who's, you know, goes off, he says to his father, give me your part of the inheritance, which essentially is saying to his dad, I wish you were dead. Just die. Give me my money that's coming to me. And he does. And then he goes off and squanders it on a life of dissipation. Basically, he went to college. (laughs) And then coming to his senses, he comes back. And he says, Father, I messed up. The other son, meanwhile, comes out after the big party's happening, and he says, what the heck? All I've done is served you. All I've done is sat here and been with you and done everything that you've ever asked of me. And you've given me nothing. Both of the sons have missed the father's love. This parable should not be called, as it traditionally has been called, the prodigal son. Because prodigal means wasteful. This story should be called the prodigal father. Because the one who was wasting was the father. He was lavishly wasting his love. And so students, what I want from you is not to live like either of them. I want you to experience the love of the Father. I have become painfully aware over, I don't know, the past three or four years of what is wrong with the church. If I asked you what's wrong with the church, I'm sure you could give me a whole litany of things. But what is absolutely wrong with the church is that you have billions or hundreds of millions of people And the bulk of them have never experienced God. They're either saying, yeah, I'm a Christian, whatever, and living their life of dissipation, or they're saying, yeah, I'm a Christian, I follow all the rules. But nobody has, I mean, there's so few that I meet that have really experienced the love of the Father. And I think that's why we have no fire. We as Americans, if we don't experience the love of God, if we don't experience this joy in our faith life, what do we do? We work harder. I got to make it happen. Instead of just spending time with Him. Students, my dear parishioners, the answer to the problems of the world is not economic. It's not political. It's Jesus. Jesus is the answer, and you have to get to know him. And the only way you get to know somebody is you spend time with them. I can't remember if I told you this story, but I'm pretty sure I didn't tell you guys this story, so I'm going to tell you to you. 
When I was a seminarian, my first year, I was amazing. True. <laughs> and I'll tell you why I was amazing. <clears throat> when I went in for my first spiritual direction, my spiritual director said to me, he's like, tell me what you're doing for your prayer life. And I said, oh, okay. I am praying the stations of the cross every day. I pray a holy hour on my knees every day. I prayed all the mysteries of the rosary every day. I prayed the Saint Bridget, Bridget devotion every day, which is a 300, it's a one year devotion, 15 prayers every day. Plus, I have spiritual reading and I read the Bible. And he looked at me and he said, You are amazing. And I said, I know. <laughs> and he said to me, he said, you're so amazing that I want you to stop it all. Everything. You can pray one rosary and I want you to pray one holy hour. And in that holy hour, I want you to pray with one verse of the scripture. And I was mad. <clears throat> And so I, I was an obedient seminarian, so I went into, the, into my holy hour and I grabbed my Bible and opened it. And I'm like, no way I'm starting in the Old Testament. I flipped to the New Testament. I'm like, I go with the Gospels, right? There's stuff in the Gospels at least. And so I'm like, Gospel of Matthew. And I read the first verse. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. <laughs> now what? I just, I have 59 minutes and like 45 seconds left. What am I supposed to do? And that was the genius of the director. You're doing too much. It's all about you. And he said that to me when I came back to him because I was mad. I was like, this stinks. I hate this. And he's like, yeah, because your prayer was all about you. It wasn't about Jesus. And when I started just spending time with him is when I got to know him. And when I got to know him, once you have that, you're willing to do anything. I just met a guy who had an amazing conversion. He met Jesus and he said, Father, I finally know what the pearl of great price is that Jesus talks about in the gospel. And I'm like, really, what is it? And he said, it's him. It's him. And once you meet him, you don't want anything else. But he said, Father, but you got to spend time with him. And I'm like, you got it. But you know what the problem is, students? My parishioners? We spend time not with him, but with our phones, with video games, with social media, and with our TVs. And that's what we know. We know Fortnite. We know the dances. I don't, but you do. We know who's in the know, who's being, you know, scandalized on TV. We know all the problems of the world. But we know none of the solutions. I give you the solution today. Waste your life with him. Sit with him. Be with him. Try it. I'm begging you. I've been telling them all year. Just try it. Father Wolf has too. Once you meet him, it will change 
everything. But you have to waste your life. You can waste it on anything. Will you waste it on him? Nothing drives me more insane as vocation director when I give a talk on vocations and their parents say, "Why I don't want my child to waste their life as a priest or as a religious. And I say to them, I say, really? You don't want your son or your daughter to give up their life for others? To serve? You don't want that? No, it's such a waste. Let me tell you something. That's a waste too. That's a waste. He was 33 years old. That's a waste. You know how much he could have done? And isn't it funny that the ones that we hold up in this world as virtuous and heroes are the ones that waste their lives. They waste their lives. Lieutenant George Fox, Alexander Good, John Washington, and Clark Poling were chaplains of varying faiths stationed aboard a transport ship, the Dorchester, in World War II. When the ship was struck with a torpedo, the chaplains rallied together. They began handing out life jackets and directing people to the boats and safety. When the life jackets ran out, they selflessly gave their own away. And the ship went down. And those four men were linked in arms, praying. What a waste. <clears throat> or how about Air Florida Flight 90? Smashed into a frozen lake in the middle of a snowstorm. All but six passengers were killed. Some 20 minutes later, a helicopter arrived. After getting one man to safety, the helicopter threw a life ring to Arland Williams, who immediately gave it to the passenger next to him. When the helicopter came back a third time, he did it again. And he did the same again. And when the helicopter came back a final time, Arland was dead. What a waste. What a waste. In 2009, the floods ravished the Philippines. There was an 18-year-old man named Mulmore Magallans. He noticed the rising floodwaters, and he tied a rope to his, re- his waist. He rescued his family, his neighbors, and their neighbors. It was his last rescue attempt that finally defeated him. Already exhausted after rescuing two dozen people from the floods. It was reported that he saw a young mother and her baby being dragged away by the current. With no regard for the danger, he leaped in once more and saved that mother and that child and then succumbed to the water. Wasted lives. Prodigal lives. Saintly lives.